When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. The boy, Double H, half full. You're not trying to live, trying to survive, trying to stay alive? Trying to live, trying to survive, trying, trying, trying to be the, the best that I can be, but a big, but a boom. A black man just trying to stay alive in this white world. There it is. That's, that's the full, that's the full half hope speech. Uh, I'm Carl Anker. We do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on the social medias, Twitter at Talking Tactics, Instagram, Talking Tactics, SoundCloud, Talking Tactics. If you're listening on Spotify, Follow us. If you're on an Apple device, subscribe. It's free. If you're a Patreon backer, you'll get your 30 to 40 extra minutes of Talking Tactics Extra whenever you feel like looking it up. Uh, You know what? Right here, I'm going to leave a little snippet of this week's Talking Tactics Extra. I don't even remember when, when I, I went back to, when I went to Nigeria like two years ago at Christmas. When my, me and my brother went to this like Christmas party. And I remember that this woman sitting down. And this one woman, I knew that she had bleached her, her skin. And she looked scary. <laughs> Because I was like, this color looks so unnatural on you. That how could you do that and just go out and feel it like looks crazy, guy? man? It looks it looks crazy. It's just like the knuckles, bro. You can't bleach the knuckles. Like, what oh the... man, it's just. Oh, I mean... <laughs> I'm trying to drink out my fucking joke. It just it looks crazy, man. It looks crazy. Patreon.com/slash/talkingtactics. There's three tiers. One's one dollar. One's three dollars. One's ten dollars. If you pledge three dollars or more. You can get Talking Tactics Extra. You can help us out and, you know, get your 30 to 40 extra minutes of whatever we feel like talking about on the day. It's an FA Cup week. Normally, that means we do a mailbag episode, so we're going to continue that. Although, there was one thing I wanted to bring up. I made sure I retweeted it. That way, I could get the question. This question is from a guy called Toby Wilson. Toby Wilson 56 on Twitter. He said, here's a question. Toby Wilson is a great uh, cartoonist. He writes for Cartoon Network. Um, Toby asked the question. He said, here's a question. Would you play for the club you are a fan of if you are exactly as good as you are? You'll make them worse and probably single-handedly be why they lose every week. You're guaranteed to start every game. The fans will hate you, but you make 30K a week. So I have hope what happens is you right now in your current physical state are transported into... Nigeria, Nigeria, you, you, the Nigerian football team. In you can play whatever position you want, but you will start every single game. You will earn thirty thousand pounds a week. Do you say yes? Why would I say no? (laughs) Though, like, like, I mean, I miss. I I think I might be missing something. So, so why would I say no? Why would I I would say no? Because one, I don't have the stamina to last ninety minutes of uh, eleven aside football right now. So I would, I most likely go down as. Uh, so Toby added an amendment to this. So you 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 work on a four year contract. So you you roughly end up with one point five million a year. Um, Six million, roughly, is what you take home. Yeah, yeah, wondering on taxes. I said no because me, my current stamina rate, my current footballing ability on thirty thousand pound a week, playing forty to sixty games a season for Manchester United, I would go down in history as the worst Manchester United player of all time. <laughs> and I can't take that L. I'm not. I'm not allowed to take that L. And everyone on the internet calling me this crispy, crunchy, <laughs> 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 crispy, crunchy, 
calling me a crispy, crunchy donkey. Because I still want to play in midfield. That's that's still my preferred position. That's where I should play. I can't hide. You can't put me up top because I'll just I'll get ruined there. You can't put me out wide because I ain't got the left foot. You can't put me at fullback because I'll be an embarrassment. And you can't put me at centre back because what? At, maybe you can put me as a goalkeeper, but me ahead of David Gea, I'll get ruined. I get ruined. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm scared, so I'm saying no. Do you know what? Do you know? What? I feel like I feel like I could get away with being a goalkeeper. I feel like I get, but then again, like I'm like I'm six two, but I'm like two hundred and ninety pounds. So and I'm under shape. So that would be bad. However, if you're offering me thirty k a week, I get to train every week. I get the best sports scientists. They're gonna train me up. If if this is a four year contract, by year four I'll be in shape. I'll be all right. That's it. By like- year four, you'll be in shape. <laughs> that's three years of slander that's three years you can't leave your house that's three years with Daily Mail writing whatever they want to write about you bro I have family in Uganda that need money I have my family here that needs money if somebody's offering me 1.5 mil hey y'all just gotta take these L's man these goals are going in <laughs> these goals are going in I don't care like Keppa can be on the bench I'm taller than Keppa I know I have longer arms than Keppa I'm sure and especially like if Sari leaves and I don't have to play from the back and I can just kick it long to whoever's there, Tammy Abraham, just aim for the six foot four guy and I should be okay. So you want to play in goal, really? Because be, because I get to use my hands and I could use my basketball background. I feel like to be able okay. to get balls. The basketball like, background one is interesting. It's it's often said that LeBron James would be a very good Premier League goalkeeper because he's got the height and reach and spread. And see, but see, the well. only thing like if you're over. Like he's six eight. I feel like if you're over six five, six six, like that kind of courtois space where everything goes through your legs, it's gonna be pretty difficult. But I, there's no way I'm saying no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, say, no I'm saying no. I'm saying I can't take that embarrassment for thirty grand a week. Of course, but see, my, but see, like all my friends have said, I already people already call me the worst writer in the world, and I'm not getting paid thirty grand a week, so I may as well get money, get more money to be called the worst in the world. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> But see, like, have hopes predicament is interesting because he doesn't really have a favorite team in that way. So his team is Nigeria. Would you be willing to for a whole country like you like you can't a whole go World home. Cup cycle? So, so, so I mean, if I I have to play for Nigeria for a whole World Cup cycle, mm-hmm. four years. I'd, I'd I'd want to, but I don't. I don't in my physical state, there there'd be no point. But what I always say though is that put me in a World Cup final while 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 winning that trophy. <laughs> put me on the pitch in that World Cup final while winning that trophy. Trust half me. Half hope for the record. Half hope once tweeted, "Give me my legs back and I can stop Messi." That <laughs> man's confidence. That man's okay. confidence in his technical abilities on parallel. Give me my legs back. I'm marking Messi and Cristiano out of the, the, the game easily. Just give me my legs. That's that's what I want everyone to remember. This is what half hope says. Half hope's thing is. It's only his stamina that keeps him out of the game, not his technical ability. You give him his legs back. I don't know if he had an ACL thing. I don't know if he ever had a great injury or if it was just stamina, but you, you give half of his legs back, that's it. That's the one. He stops Messi. I mean, I, I feel like we've had conversations in the past about like half hope being like pretty good when he was a kid, like getting trials and stuff. So who knows? When I was, um, how old was I? When I was 11, 12, I used to live in Switzerland and before I left, just no, sorry, just as I left, after I left, I was offered to play like an exhibition game for Servet FC, which is like one of the biggest clubs in Switzerland. Because back then, my stamina was, I could, because I was, I was on the cross country team and I could just run for ages, ages without getting tired. So I was like the, um, the good old Kante back in the day. 
Thank you very much. So I'm going to give you a question now. All right. Let's say, so it's a little bit different. I'm going to give you, I'm going to hand you a briefcase. You open it up and and all of a sudden you have Jordan Henderson stamina, 10 kilometers a game, twice a week. You are Premier League champions level standard stamina, but your technical ability, same as you've always been. How many goals do you think you score in the Premier League season? So I have... For your team. So for your team. So for Dan, Dan will be at Chelsea and hope I'll give you any of the... uh, I'll give you any of the top six teams apart from Manchester City. Are we playing box-to-box midfield? Whatever position you want to play in. And I want you to tell me how many goals you think you can score in the Premier League season. Same tactical ability you've got right now, but I put you... I give you Jordan Henderson's stamina. How many goals do you think you score? I say realistically based on how I play... I would say either nine, between nine to 11 goals. Nine to 11? <laughs> what? Wow. That's a lot, you know. Bo- box to box mid- midfielder, box to box. So your box to box midfielder for what club? Has to be probably Arsenal. Wow. Nine to 11. Mm. Now, That's a lot. For, for reference, I'm going to look I'm, up. I mean, I'm gonna, because my thing is that Arsenal are the, is a system in which I think that if I have the stamina that I would thrive in and get the opportunities based on Emery's system. Put this in context, right? Time of writing, 10 goals will put you in the top 20 goal scorers in the Premier League right now. <laughs> Mitrovic has 10 goals for Fulham right now. Callum Wilson, who is an England international, has 11. Son, who is being called, you know, being linked to Real Madrid and being called a blue chip player, has 11 goals. And this is a level which um, Have Hope is pecking himself at right now. Obviously, he's got the benefit of playing for Arsenal Football Club rather than Tottenham Hotspur or Fulham. But I really want you to let's, let's place this. At this point in time, Hope, with his nine goals, would be the second top scorer at Arsenal. The only people who scored more than him would be Oba and Lacazette. <laughs> okay, Daniel, so how many I goals like, do you think you could score? I feel like if you gave me Jordan Henderson level stamina and my current technical ability, if you l- allowed me to play striker for Chelsea, I could get you maybe nine Probably closer to seven, but I feel like I could get you a couple headers off corners and whatnot. You could head in the ball. I'm six two, man. Like, and I can jump a little bit. So that doesn't. When when, but you're not taller than most people. You're not taller than most Premier League players. I'm you're not taller than most Premier League defenders, especially. So I'm pretty decent at heading. I think. Okay. So. All right. I think I'd score two, and I think that'd be very ambitious. Two. I from, think I'm, I, from where? Uh, Jordan. I so I play as an eight. I'm a. I've said, I think I've said this before on this podcast about how I used to play a right wing or as a striker and then I played FIFA 09, be a pro, and I put in my height and weight and they went, no, you're definitely an eight. You're a box-to-box midfielder. You're an eight. You're maybe a six. Um, and I moved there and I went from not playing much in my school team to jump, eventually reaching the second team in the uh, sixth form. I am more or less a Jordan Henderson style player. Just perpetual battery motion, get the ball, give it to someone else, maybe get a one-two, and then maybe I get a shot on the edge of the penalty area. I think I get two. And this is for Manchester United. I don't think, I think it'd be incredibly hard. I think if I got one goal all season, I'd be overjoyed. And if I think if I got a second one, that'd be amazing. But I don't think I'd get more than two. Do I, I get I'm, to take penalties? If I get if to you, take penalties, I'm definitely getting nine. Maybe you get to take penalties. I don't know. Why, why, why do you think you get to take penalties over Jorginho? Hazard's going to be gone next season. So if we're doing this for next season, this, Hazard's going to be the, gone. You're the same technical level as you are right now. So, so, so you think that you can thrive in Sarri's system and score nine goals in Sarri's system? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> that's a, I mean, yeah, that's that's a point. That's a point. I don't know. But uh, if I get to take penalties, Jorginho's not touching the ball. Are you crazy? <laughs> 
Especially if if I'm getting bonuses, Mm-mm. I'll miss three before he gets a chance to take. Like no, like I'm I'm taking penalties. Um, okay, here we go. Let's we got an hour. Let's let's do these questions. Is it ninety percent guaranteed that we have a City Barca Champions League final? Wait 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 ninety percent according to who? Exactly according to this you know, gentleman himself. It's it's not it's not. People uh, say ninety percent. Just like, oh, I think it's about 90%. Like, 90% is just the percentage that people throw out when they believe something or want to believe something. It's just it's just that number. Um, that's semi-1679. Um, so, obviously, the Champions League draw came out. If we go through the fixtures, if I can remember this, Juventus play Ajax on one side. City play Tottenham on that same side. And if you go to the other one, Barcelona drew Manchester United and Liverpool drew Porto. And then they already. Do you guys like that they drew the semi-final order as well? They brought it back, so it wasn't the case yeah, last they, season. They, they, they did this about years ago. You know what? No, you know what? I'm I'm fine with that. That's cool. That that, that is cool because it's similar to how you you see it in the World Cup or the Euros. Like, even mm. that one is that by the time you even get to the second round, do you know who you play most likely in the quarters and in the? I semis? like it. I I like it if yeah. only because after the quarterfinal, we don't have to wait. And yeah. that have those people do all their like hour long nonsense oh, yeah, those, just those, to those pick two balls out of a bloody. Yeah, no. that's it's it's very annoying. So I'm glad that they just spared us, you know, and spared themselves. I, I suppose is probably the is is why they did it, the extra trip to Switzerland or wherever. Um, so who do you guys think is gonna go through? Quick, oh, no, no, guys, come on, it's it's, it's obvious. Man. The better question is, which team do you think it will create the the shock? Tottenham, Ajax. Man United or um, Homeboy? No, no, no. I might go through to the final, but oh, to, oh, to the oh, I thought I thought oh, to, to the final. For me, I'm saying I mean I believe it's going to be a Juventus Liverpool final. No, because I think that's everything. Because that's how it this things went. Because everybody is gearing it to be a Juventus Barcelona final, Cristiano Messi. Because people are so are forcing that to happen, it's not going to happen. That's the one I lean towards is Juve Barca. But I don't know. I think I think Man City could have something to say. I think people are sleeping on Liverpool. The winner of Manchester City and Tottenham will play the winner of Ajax versus Juventus. Mm. I I predict Manchester City to get past Tottenham, and I predict Juventus to get past Ajax. And mm-hmm. of Manchester City versus Juventus, this is one of those semi-finals that could have easily been a final. I think Manchester City are the better side, but it it feels a bit ridiculous to bet against Cristiano Ronaldo in the Champions League now, doesn't it? So I think Juventus will get past them. Yo, quickly, then, did you guys see that he... I don't think he'll miss a game against Ajax, but he's definitely no, he, going to be at least fined for what he, for the pelvic thrust, which was low-key kind of uncomfortable, if you like, given the oh, Cristiano yeah, yeah, yeah. situation that, that that we've referenced over the past few yeah. weeks. That is, yeah, I was like, eh, you know. He'll be fined a similar amount that uh, Diego Simeone was fined because that's why Ronaldo did it. He was referencing Simeone. Um, Ronaldo's petty, man. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's what it's about. That's what drives him. Like, he is the yeah, most petty, man. egotistical dude on the planet, bro. Come on. Well, well, anyway, sorry. sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry. Uh, and uh, Manchester United, will play, the winner of Manchester, Manchester United at, versus Barcelona will face the winner of Liverpool versus Porto. I think Barcelona are going to get past Manchester United, and I think Liverpool will get past Porto. However, Liverpool versus Barcelona is not a foregone conclusion. I think nope. we'll have absolutely the correct personnel to get past a Barcelona side that is falling increasingly reliant on Lionel Messi to be a number 10. If if that Liverpool front three clicks, 
And if the right personnel are ready in that workman-like Liverpool midfield to run the 12 to 13 kilometers per game, I think Liverpool could do Barcelona. And I think Liverpool versus Juventus would be a mighty fine final. See, I, 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 I just believe that that's Juve Liverpool. I believe that's that's the one. That's so, so we all have Juve in the final. So, yeah, Man City, no chance. Ajax have no chance, and Spurs have no chance. Like for me, I just like if you think about it, City haven't really faced anyone tough, and I think Juventus is a bad matchup for Man City. I just think that if Juve have everyone fit and Cristiano, I just think that's a bad matchup mm. for Man City. When you say yeah. bad, what do you mean? City won't have the kind of space that they want to based on how Juventus defend and the physicality of Mandzukic and Cristiano and how they pragmatically attack with few passes. I think that's going to be an, an issue for City's de- defense because, again, with the speed of Cristiano on the on the counter, the movement of Benadesk and also the physicality and presence of Mandzukic, I think that's going to be an issue for City's de- defense. So that's just it's just the Juve style. I just think it's a it's bad for Man City. If and it's a big if United best Barcelona will have hope be doing another meal time dissertation after the match. Can we send in a request for what we'd like him to eat from Dave Kitchen? Dave, by the way, um, I'm going to the post office today when you're hearing this. But yeah, hey, you put a mug. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so can you send in requests for what you'd like have hope to eat? uh well sure i mean um no 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 i mean but like no way no way like no like barcelona aren't a bunch of losers pieces of crap like psvr <laughs> so i don't i really i really don't believe barcelona first of all i don't think barcelona are going to lose in the quarter finals two, two years in a row and they're not a bunch of losers like psg like second like at camp no they always always you know beat you up so for you i just nah nah no nah. but again look man Anything can happen, bro. Anything can happen in this crazy sports we call football. So, but still, also, where do I enroll in the Brick Academy from Kirkin? Now, this was in relation to the question that we started with at the beginning, where if you played for your favorite team and you were trash, you'd get into the Brick Academy. But I wanted to save it as a point of have hope order. So <laughs> you can request what he eats, I suppose. And how do you enroll into the Brick Academy? Like, is it possible? Like, how how is how does how in your mind does the recruiting work? So you mean for a regular person to enroll into the academy? Oh no 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 no! The 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 academy the, the Brick Academy, as we know it, is based purely for, for professional football players. Now there are subsidiaries because again, I've just, I just got word from the people at the academy. They want to expand it into musicians, um, film stars, and also maybe regular people as as well. So. Again, they'll 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 tell me what's happening because I mean, as I speak, again, let me announce it here since it's talking tactics. The um, Schalke wing is being built, or it's Ooh. almost been finished being built at the academy. And also, I have word that they want to build a PSG wing, but I'm saying keep them in class A first before you think about building a PSG wing because I don't have funds to fund both a Schalke wing and a PSG wing. No, no, no PSG are paying for the whole thing. PSG are paying for a whole new building, no more than a wing. You get a whole campus built by PSG, surely. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, no, no. Well, the things that they they don't oh, want to. You weren't here last week. I want. Oh, no, 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 no. Hope oh, I want savagery. I want savagery against PSG right now, bro. I am not willing to go into a meeting room with. A, like, have you seen um Daniel's um image of El Calafi with his very angry face on his Twitter? I ain't asking that guy for cash, bro. I value my my, my life. That, that guy, that guy looks very me. So I'm gonna allow the academy to try and, and negotiate to that. So at the moment there's a Schalke wing. We're thinking about the PSG wing. 
And as far as the question goes, for regular people, watch this space. Maybe in a few months, we will open up the academy to regular people. But I find it weird, though, if you're a regular man and you want to enroll into a brick academy. I find that worrying. So, <laughs> Yo, you've been going in on, on, on Twitter on Neymar, man. Like, what's up, man? I don't, you don't know how angry I was that he got injured. Like, people can say, oh, injuries happen and everything. I cannot tell you how... Because, you know, when I did that, my reaction to the PSG thing, that was real anger. Because just for my personal narrative, I needed the prodigy just to get... Because I just needed him to just get that bloody chance in the final, man. Just just him. And the whole point was, Neymar, you were supposed to be there to help the prodigy get to the chance in the final because I needed the narrative. I needed that Mbappe narrative. And you got injured again at the same stage. Sorry, man, that just really pisses me off. You know, And also, don't put him... Like People say, oh, where does Neymar rank as one of the best Brazilians? Are you crazy? You want to put him in the same category as... Romario, Ronaldo, Rivaldo, Zico, Socrates, are you mad? Are you crazy? No way, hell no. No way, he's done nothing. He's, he's outscored all of them. <laughs> he, he, he won the Olympics, didn't he? He's won the Olympics and he's outscored all of them, so... Don't do it. Please don't do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying he's outscored all of them. Oh, man. His, his face when he was watching the game. <laughs> no, no, no. That is an amazing, like, gif, man. That's, that, that's like the yeah. gif of 2019. <laughs> All right, um, Aaron 20, when will the excuses for Salah stop? I don't know the context surrounding this question, but what do you guys think he means? I think I know it means the drop-off in, in Salah between last season and this season. By all accounts, Salah was, was scoring at a ridiculous rate last season. He was scoring at a Messi-like goal-scoring rate. He was putting away... A lot of the goals he was finishing seemed unusual, as in, you know, if you gave that guy 10 chances to score that goal, that wouldn't go in. He was outperforming XG, if you want to go for that. Uh, but for that one season, last season, he looked like a world beat. He looked like a top three player in the world. He was definitely up there. He scored 41 goals. Did he finish the season with? 44? And now he's not that, right? Mosala's finishing has always been erratic, mm. shall we say. That's the word. Uh, That's the word. That's the word. So in the nicest possible way, he has, every now and again, Mo Salah will veer between I am a Champions League top 10 player in the world or, or, and then he'll just do something in a game where he just looks like a donkey. Like he'll blaze a free kick way over the bar. No, I don't, don't insult donkeys, animal rights activists. <laughs> he'll look like a clogger, I should say. Uh, and it's 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 not it's it's interesting. It's certainly interesting. He can he can wildly veer within a game between the sublime and the ridiculous. Mm. And I think if if Mo Salah finished last season with twenty five goals and was on track to finish this season with twenty five goals, no one will be talking about this. It's just the fact that he went from being messy like to just being quite good. He's not bad. He's he's not bad. He is one. He's knackered. He's played a ridiculous amount of football in the last two years. He also went from. You know, he broke his shoulder in a Champions League final and then immediately got shuttered to the World Cup. He came back against Liverpool. He came back and had a, you know, not spectacular start for the season, which was fine because he didn't have a spectacular start to the beginning of his first season in England. He only really clicked after the 4-1 defeat against against Tottenham Hotspur and Wembley. So nothing in particular is going wrong. It's, it's closer to a reversion to the mean if you, you follow XG. And there's no indication that he's going to be, he's going to keep getting worse. If anything, he's going to be getting better. So don't worry about Mo Salah. You see, my thing is that you can tell that Salah is very aware of um, his status and 
um, what he did last season because there are even in in this last game over the weekend that they played against um, um, Fulham, like Mane was free, Firmino was was free, but because he's like, my gosh, I haven't scored, I haven't scored, he's taking very ill-advised shots and making very bad footballing decisions because of his desperation to get on the on the score sheet. Now, this I agree with. This I will agree with. Hmm. So, so, you so, know what so, I think I is making him look worse? Probably the, the play of Mane on the other side. Like, Mane's playing out of his skin right now. Hmm. Mane has to. Mane's got 11 yeah, goals yeah. in the last game. And it's making Salah look bad by comparison. And I think, I mean, obviously I wouldn't know because I can't get inside his head, but... You, you don't think Mane's performances are putting a little bit of pressure on Salah? Like, I want to score too. I want to do this oh, too. No, no, so no, no, no. Come on. For, for sure. Like, so he's not making the right football. No, no, no. Plays. Basically, like, Salah wouldn't be human if that didn't affect him. It's just a basic human emotion that I was the main goal scorer, the main goal guy. Another guy, even if I'm happy that my team is winning, this other guy is not getting all of the goals, all of the them spotlights. I want to score as well. And it's been proven by he's taking ill-advised shots where... He's just running straight into a defender and just moves the ball because of his desperation. Like, man, let me just get into that channel and get into the pocket and try and score. So, of course, it's, it definitely affects him because, and that's just a natural human emotion. But see, like, this is, this, is, this is also a plus in the column for Firmino. Because Firmino mm. doesn't really let, like, the whatever war or whatever going on, like, between Mane and Salah. Like, he just, he's a consistent... There is no generally... war between Mane and Salah. Oh, no, 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 no. There's, there's no war. There's no war. There is no, 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 there is no, I, no war. No, no, no. I don't no mean that, like, no they jealousy. have conflict against each other. But, like, the way people position it, we're like, oh, are you, who's better, Salah or Mane? Like, the way people perceive it, it's, there's like a, a schism almost. Like, you have to be, you're either with Mane or you're with Salah in some ways. Like, that's, that's, how, that's what I see on Twitter. But, like, Firmino, he's not in it. Because Firmino's entire job is to be selfless. He's exactly, yeah, which is why, nice like, goals, which which is why Mane playing well wouldn't affect his decision making. Sorry, I don't think Mane playing well is affecting Salah's decision making. I think Salah playing I think not well. Is. I think Salah playing not well is affecting Salah's decision making. I think Salah isn't passing. <laughs> Salah, Salah didn't pass to Mane on a five-on-three, not because he 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 does a light Mane scoring. I think he's doing that because Salah's like, I I got I got to fix this. No, 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 because he's like, it's basically, it's every goal scorer feels like that because when you're a goal scorer, even if your team wins, you're like, damn it, I didn't score. Obviously, you, 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 you don't want to say it publicly, but privately, even if your team wins and you don't score, you still feel away privately. Privately, I'm, damn it, I didn't get any goal. That's just what every goal scorer is. So if you went through this crazy amount of goals, you, you broke the freaking goal scoring record and now you're on this crazy drought, you're like, wait a minute. I haven't scored in six, seven games. It will affect you. You're like, wait a minute. How, what the hell is like, every, this? What, what was coming to me so naturally, the adulation I was being given, how, you know, he just, I forget to say, he was on bloody CNN. You know, I was like, in my TV job, I was, I was watching this, the MDM stuff, and we, we actually saw him do it, a one-on-one on CNN without really famous reporter. So that's what, what your profile is. So he knows what his profile is worldwide and for Egypt. So him saying, for going through seven games and haven't scored one thousand percent mentally, it is it will affect him. He will force the issue as well to try and get get that G. Keeping with the Liverpool theme a little bit, Robert Lando asks, "What happened to Naby Keita?" So, so it's only the first season. Like for me, like Naby Keita, it's all about fitting in. Whenever I see him, I'm like, "No, this guy is a quality, quality player." But even if you're talented, talent is one thing. Fitting into it, a team is a is a whole different thing. And I think that he just needs time 
to really understand what everyone else does into the, into the team and really get the kind of measure of how he slots into the whole system and everything. But now, look, he's too talented to be like, ah, man, forget this guy. This guy is a, is a, is a, is a flock. Because every time I see him play, he has to lose a pass here, lose a ball there. But I'm like, nah, man, this some of the skills he does, how he gets away from opposition and how he's always looking to go forward. Nah, man, he's he he, he he's, he's, he's an asset. It just he, he needs to figure out how to fit to the team and club needs to figure out how, to, how, how best to use him. I mean, Keita has been, I don't want to say this point, a very underwhelming thing. I think we've all talked about how, before the season, we all talked about how we expected him to be the guy and be the absolute signing of the season. And he's been fine. I want to bring in some you know, similarities to Fred and to Jorginho. Uh, Fabinho, to a lesser degree, Fabinho didn't play until November, really. But it just seems as if in your debut season, it can be very, very hard to make a splash in central midfield. Arsenal fans don't talk about Guendouzi being not victim to the same curse, but Guendouzi has had some, he's dropped some, he's dropped some stinkers. Obviously, you know, it's a bit nicer to be Guendouzi because he's only 90 and will progress. But I think it's it's less to do with these players not being good and more to do with the fact that the Premier League central midfield is absolute chaos. When you've got players like Jordan Henderson running 10 kilometers per game, when Bernardo Silva's running 13 kilometers per game, when you've got World Cup winning Paul Pogba, who can sometimes drop an eight and sometimes drop a four, it can take a long time to adjust to what you should be doing in those central midfields, especially in an age of free eights, guy again pressing and working in and out of systems. Um, 23 says, can Wolves beat Manchester City in the FA Cup final? If they get there, don't just assume. Wait, 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 wait. Who are Brighton playing? I think it's Brighton, Man City, Wolves, Watford. Man, shout out to Chris Hewton, man. Shout out to Chris Hewton, man. Shout out, man. Great, great thing. Um, no, but I would love them to. I think that that would because it came for me. I've always said, I still say this: Wolves, pound for pound, are at are the are, are the fourth best team in the Premier League. Pound for the fourth. Pound, fourth, yes, fourth. Um, pound for wait, pound. Wait, 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 wait. How can you be pound for pound the fourth best team but not be anywhere near fourth in the Premier League? Because the reason why those teams are ahead of them is because they have better better individuals. So when I use the and that's not pound for pound, but double H is pound for pound term. There's pound for pound in the dictionary. Let me land. 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 There's pound for pound in the Oxford dictionary, and there's pound for pound in double H's dictionary. This is pound for pound in my dictionary. Pound for pound in my dictionary is based on the talent he has to at his disposal, and the players that he has, and how well he's done with those players. Pound for pound, in my definition, fourth best team in the Premier League. Hmm. City, look, I think there's a strong possibility City do the domestic treble. Quadruple, I, I, I'm not sure whether they can beat either Juve or Barcelona. Now, if, see, see, if City make the final and they face Liverpool, they'll beat Liverpool. I don't think they beat Barcelona in a, in a, in a final with Messi. No. But I think a domestic treble, I think, is realistic. So I think for, for Wolves, like basically, the only team left in the last four that can beat um, Man City are Wolves. They're the only team that, that can beat them. So, yeah. question for the pod: Is there a better striker in world football right now than Sergio Aguero? From Dan is good, in my opinion, to be honest. Nope, best striker in the world currently right now. He scores offside goals. Call. What do you think? <laughs> uh, 
Probably not. Let's have a look. Uh, Golden Shoe. The best uh, player. I mean, I mean, I mean, don't mention Igalo, bro. I don't think Igalo is on that list. So, how many so, goals does he have in China? Who, who, who cares? Actually, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Seriously, side note, side note. Do you know? Is it? Do you know how sick it is to miss an open goal in a World Cup? Like, I'm just saying. Like, like, I'm, 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 I mean, I mean, how messed up do you have to be to miss an open goal in a World Cup? I, I don't know. Um, so, in the Golden Shoe. A golden boot candidate, you've got Nino Messi, 29 goals. He's not an out and out number nine, so I think nope. not count him. We've got Mbappe, 25 goals in PSG. Um, so I think we'll put a little asterisk there. Cagliarella doing it, 21 goals Cagliarella. for uh, San Pandora. Fantastic individual, truly great striker. You should all watch as much of his game as you can. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo. More now playing close to an orthodox number nine with 19 goals for Juventus. You got Piatek, Piatek, Piantek, Piantek, who is at Milan with 19. Shlov, who is in uh, FC Copenhagen with 24. Lewandowski and Aguero are tied currently for 18 goals, but I think no, Lewandowski, Aguero, and Suarez are tied with 18 goals right now. Now, of these three strikers, Lewandowski had a very poor start first half of the season. He didn't make that by himself. He scores a lot of goals in, in clutches. He loves a brace. Uh, Luis Suarez is being regarded as sort of a spent force right now and is more or less working on embers. So I think Aguero is the best of those three. Are there any number nines better than those three right now? I get no Sergio Clutch is that dude, man. Currently, he's that dude. Aguero, Aguero has the advantage of, of playing in a team that has that triple tap goal but also you saw that what he can whip out against Chelsea where he went alright I missed the triple tap let me just go bang this one 25 yards out he is mm. he is spectacular and I hope I hope he is in the um, debate for PFA player of the year because he's not made a team of the year yet in his time in England wow okay um, forwards 100 asks which club would have the best 4x4 100 meter sprint relay team in the Premier League Manchester City You've got Sane and you've got Sane, Sterling. Sterling. Sane, Sterling, Aguero. Aguero and, is in the top four. Fastest and players. And Kyle Walker. Ah, Kyle Walker. Should we yeah. Man City win. They're rapid. That's faster than like Oxley, Chamberlain, Salah, Mane. And... I, would, I, would, I would put Silva ahead of Aguero. I'd say Silva is faster than Aguero. Which one? Bernardo Silva. Bernardo? Interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah, Man City win that. They've got Carl Walker, Leroy Sarno, and Raheem Sterling. Three of the yeah, fastest yeah, players. Yeah, okay. um, will Sarri be Chelsea coach next year? <laughs> <laughs> yes. From from 23. Yeah, I think, um, I think will. It depends how my boy Abramovich is, is, is feeling, man. So Why is Abramovich? A, oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I think Sarri's staying purely because there's no one else you can get. Who who would you replace him with? Solari? Steve. Steve Holland. Steve Holland. Steve Holland, bro. Who? Who? <laughs> Steve Holland. He's the England number two. Okay. And okay. he was there, and he was Chelsea's number two for like from Ancelotti, Mourinho, Conte. So that's like the prevailing logic that like if someone leaves, then he'll come in, put in the youth, you know. No one's coming. And, e- and everything so. will be everything. Sorry, stay. Because and the, and the argument of why should you sack Sarri? Sarri's like, no, this is our limit. You gave me two players to initiate my system with. And now we're going to see what happens next. I don't think any manager in their right mind would want to go to Chelsea right now with the transfer ban looming over it. 
So, oh my god, yes, the transfer. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> Chelsea are better off having Sarri, who is, for what it's worth, one of the better managers in Europe, regardless. Is he? What season is he? <laughs> this guy is so, you know what? The, I like Sarri's the, the intention of what he's trying to do. Like, I can even respect you playing 4 3 3 and never changing, or if you have to change because you're down a goal, maybe. Like, I can respect that to a point. But he's so stubborn, and I, it's it's bordering on arrogance. It's with like it's me- like, like it's messed up. Like, you like, actually like, thought like you know what Alonso had a good game against Kiev, so <laughs> let me try him against Everton. You actually thought you could sneak Alonso in the eleven, and nobody no, 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 would be no, like, but, ah, Alonso, hey, see, chill. Like, where's this Emerson? is what is so crazy. This is what is so crazy. So you'd pick Alonso to start, but not Giroud, who got a hat trick against Dynamo Kiev. <laughs> Like, what is, I mean, what's in your thing? Because, again, people always say, oh, no, you're always blaming Sarri. You don't ever blame the, the, the players. That's true. But if Sarri picked the best first team and they still flopped, or, oh, man, this is players are not very good. We're not picking the best team. Higain is trash. I'm sorry. He's finished. Giroud is, should not be critiques based on his, his goals. He's a facilitator who helps Hazard look better, helps Pedro look better, helps all these guys look, look, look better. Alonso is useless. Less, he's crap. <laughs> he does. He's, he has no use on this planet. So why the hell is he still starting? And oh, lo and behold, homeboy then give away the the, the, the blood actually, blood penalty. I, actually, tell a lie. He's killed someone. So okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, that won't make it obvious. But uh, <laughs> but no, it's like um, people are criticizing. Like oh, uh, are not criticizing. They're kind of they're trying to shoot. Sorry, Bell was like oh, you can't start Loftus Cheek twice. For 90 minutes on Thursday and Sunday. I'm like, okay, if he actually knew what his best lineup was and he knew that he needed to win the Everton game and you were already up by three goals against Kiev, so that, that was a foregone conclusion, why would you start Loftus-Cheek and why wouldn't you save him to play the 90 minutes against Everton? Like, the lineups are a consequence of his poor decisions. So, like, if you're saying the players are trash, fair enough, but the person picking the players has better options. Like Barkley's not Barkley is not the best number eight. Pedro is not the best wide left option or wide right option. Excuse me. Mm. Rudiger, we, there's questions over whether he's better than Christensen. Um, Aspilicueta, there's questions about whether he's good. Alonso, I think everyone accepts except sorry. He's he's like Mourinho's Ivanovic, like in that last season, where just Ivanovic, you could just tell everyone knew that he was just gone, but. You know, Mourinho stuck with him, and it eventually led to him being sacked. Like, Sarri has the same thing with Alonso, where it's like, you know, people tweet like, "Does he have nudes? Does he have information on him?" Like, nobody knows. Like, why do you no, complain? No, 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 no. He has something like when the Netflix doc comes out, like inside the mind of Sarri, we found that him Alonso had something on Sarri, which is why he he kept on playing. There has to be some an explanation. Has to be. But then, and then, and then, Carl, and then Carl brings no, up. Like, sorry, sorry. He says he likes Emerson, but he believes Emerson is too small to be playing in the Premier League. And then he played Emerson in the Carabao Cup final, and then he was far and above better than Alonso. It is curious. It is curious. He continues to trust Alonso despite the fact Alonso seems absolutely not fit for purpose. It is curious that he keeps persisting with Higuain when Higuain looks. I want to say he's trash. I want to say he's old and done and dusted. And it's curious that he doesn't play Giroud when. Hazard has openly said, yeah, I love playing with you. Sorry, make some odd choices, but sorry, he's stubborn. We still about it on his podcast. He's doing, so, I don't, I don't know the reasons for why he does these things. However, I will have 
I'm going to give him 65% of the benefit of the doubt because he sees these players more than I do. And if he says that Emerson is too small to be playing in the Premier League, that is probably not as simple as that. It probably hints to something else in, entirely. But I think, yeah, I think Sarri's position will be safe if only because there's no one else there. In the same way that I thought Marino's place was would last until March because there would seem to be no one else on the market. But I've been wrong before, so I may be wrong here. So, wait, can I ask you guys a question? Let me ask you guys a question. If a manager has an inability to change formation, how good is that manager? I think, no, I think that's fine. I think changing formation is not as easy as games of FIFA and Fortnite just made you believe, I think. Especially when you've, when you've got a player personnel that has changed systems and managers so quickly and as readily as Chelsea. You've got to, you know, Marcus Alonso was a Premier League winning wing-back in a 3-4-2-1 and is now being asked to play in a flat-back four and is constantly being caught out of position and being made to look like a fool because he's bombing fourth all the time. It'd be nice if Alonso realised that he's playing left back and not left wing back and he needs to stop bombing forward, but he's not going to do that. And, you know, it, it takes longer than the three months we'd expect a player to learn that shift. Marcus Alonso is not that sort of player. Marcus Alonso is learning at a steady rate for what is an incredibly difficult job. Now, why didn't Chelsea improve upon Marcus Alonso when they had the opportunity to do it in the summer? That's a bigger question. Why didn't so I think sorry is absolutely going to improve, going to upgrade in those players if he gets the chance to do that. He's not. He's not though because the real question you need to ask is. Oh no! He, I think sorry. I don't, I don't care how what you think of sorry. I think if you, if you gave sorry a transfer window and went pick some players to improve upon your personnel, I think he absolutely goes right. Alonso, goodbye. I want to buy a new one. Can you explain to me why Alonso and Espelicueta got contract extensions mid-season? Because you don't sell them for cheap. That's why, yeah, bro. You don't you don't let someone run down their contract if you intend to sell them. That, that's the difference between ten million. That's the difference between a ten million sale and a twenty million sale. I mean, that's that's a fair point. And also, you might be able to argue like Chelsea knew they were going to get a transfer ban, so let's make sure that we sign this player so he doesn't go anywhere. Sorry, the fact remains that Chelsea thought that they would get a transfer window. That's why they were so shocked that you know the FIFA made made sure that they couldn't buy in the summer. It's going to go to the Court of Arbitration of Sports, so maybe they can, but I don't know why Aspilicueta and Alonso are getting contract extensions. If Sarri indeed wants to improve upon his preferred 11, like it doesn't make sense to me. Because also, just because you're improving your first 11 doesn't mean you want to completely disregard the squad depth. Aspilicueta, I don't care how good I don't care how old Asperquet or Nakad Asperquet is. Asperquet is a useful player to have in your squad. He's your he's a useful. Oh, we got a third game in three weeks. Uh, we got a third game in a week. Let's play Asperquet, right? Give him a contract extension. He seems to be a I mean, popular I... person in Justin. You keep him around. Marcus Alonso, yeah, Marcus Alonso may not be fit for purpose for a Premier League side trying to win a to a Premier League side trying to win a Premier League and get into the Champions League spots. But he could definitely play enough FA Cup ties and Carabao Cup ties to be useful. You shown that. I mean, like, so I, mean, I, mean I, I, I remember earlier in the season, you guys asked, like, what would be your preferred Chelsea 11? And I told you, I'd rather have Zep. Well, no, at first I said, I'd rather have Moses at right back mm. than, and then whichever combination of center backs, I, I'm not really fussed, whether it's Rudiger, Christensen, Christensen, Louise, Louise, 
Rudiger, I guess. Like which, which whichever combination, I'm cool. And then left back, give me Emerson. But I'm just I'm baffled. I'm just it, it doesn't make sense. And again, like Pep did this in his first season where he just went through the first season. He was like Kolarov, Klichy, Sanya, and Zabaleta. You guys aren't good enough. He got he got rid of all four of them. And brought in Danilo. He brought in Mendy. And who's the one I'm missing? Walker. Stones. For all like 40, 40, 40 million, 50 million. Pep Guardiola has a 1.8 billion. He's the head of a 1.8 billion dollar footballing corporation. What Manchester City are doing is not comparable to what any football club is doing in the world. You cannot compare the money and the support. That has to be your blueprint if you're trying to compete no, with them. It's not. Point. It's not. It's not. They're playing... They're, Manchester，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我
that are beaten Denmark, and who knows what they'd have done against Brazil? Who knows? Okay, all knows? right, all right, then you got a little bit too much dip in your chip there, sir. So we're gonna <laughs> whoa, whoa, let's whoa, move you on. got too much dip on your chip. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on family members being agents for players? Recently, we have seen how Wanda lost Icardi the captaincy at Inter, and Rabio's mom basically turned the whole of Paris against her son. He fired her, by the way. So that's from Hershany Jr. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your first name. What do we think about family members being your agent? If the family member has the proper credentials, I think they're the best agents for you. But the issue with, especially with Wanda is from the road. <laughs> She's literally from the road. So she doesn't have any credentials whatsoever. Ikadi was just stupid because it was like, oh my gosh, she, my wife, blah, blah, you can't. And then she's, she's, she's pretty much just messed up his career. So don't get someone from the road, whether you're their wife, brother, sister, make sure that they have the proper credentials. They've gone to school and have the proper qualifications to be an agent and to understand things. If they, they do that, I mean, I'm, I'll trust my brother or my best friend over some guy I don't know, you know. Yeah, pretty much. I think, you know, your family members, family looks after, well, family's supposed to look after each other, so it's not a terrible thing to, to do. And if you keep money inside your family, it can work. I think there's, I think we hear plenty more, we only really hear problems about agents being family members when it goes wrong, where there are plenty more stories of family members being agents where it goes right. So I don't think that's too much of an issue. And I think, you know, the Akadi situation is a very particular one that is very hard to replicate <laughs> ever again. And I think the Rabiot one yeah. is, I think, I, you know, despite what's going on with Rabiot, I think what Rabiot is doing is, is quite smart. Rab, you know, we've, we've had a lot of people on this podcast go, why don't players run down their contract? Why don't players run down their contract? This is what Rabiot is doing. Rabiot is going, I'm going to run down this contract because I want to get more money. I want to see where I can go. See if I can go to Barcelona, see if I can go somewhere else. And this is the risk. This is why I say more players shouldn't do it because you end up in the Rabiot situation where, he hasn't played football in two or three months. Wait, wait. How long is left on his on his contract? Do you know? Yeah, expires this season. This is it. He can go. For, he can go for a free in the summer. Well, oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Would either of you, if your mother was your agent, would either of you have the stomach to fire your mom? Yeah, it depends. It, it depends. <laughs> like, like, for me. like, like obviously, it's, it would be a very hard, tough conversation. But at the end of the day, how would you do that? How? How? No, oh no, no, no! Like, I'm an adult, and I'm like. <laughs> Mom, this there is a difference between us being mother and son and my career. And I just don't feel that our family person thing can mesh with what is happening in my career. I feel that I need someone who is a professional and remove all these emotions out of it. I think these emotions are harming me. Mom isn't in the room, but like if this is real life and you had to look your mom eye to eye and be like, Mom, nah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> because it's your career. Yeah. I'll play uh, I play Menace to the Side. You know, you know you don't fuck up, right? <laughs> you know you don't fuck up. Nah, man. It's life. Same. <laughs> I'm still kind of scared of my mom, you know. Like, <laughs> yes, I'm terrified of my mom. I keep on fire. Nah, man. All right. Um, thinking about Messi from Ukazim. Has anyone had a serious discussion about what really was in the growth hormone that Barca gave Messi? Do we have proof that he is completely human? Hashtag X Files. Wait, he is human, is and that. I don't want to get sued, so that's it. That's the end of that question. <laughs> no, no, but, but, but just let me just put this out there. When did Messi receive ever have a long-term injury? That's what, that's what I'm going to say. Has he ever had a long-term injury? Um, what was it? Was it 2015, when like Neymar was in charge of Barcelona for like a couple months. 
And okay. it's when we realized that Neymar could actually hold down the team saying. by himself. I will say no more. All I'm saying is that when last did they have a long term? Because this, this guy plays about 80 games each week and goes full on in all those 80 games each each season. I, I remember last time that this guy had fatigue or a long term injury. So can we talk about? All his, will be revealed in a Netflix goal? doc in about five years time. So <laughs> can we talk about his chip goal against Betis? Oh, I think it was that was that that was miserable. The thing is, this who cares if it's Betis? Who cares? If it's all it's a famous thing, is this that that's just an amazing goal against a bunch of bricks or whoever? That is a ridiculous goal. And, and, and when the better fans actually were applauding him, that's when you know that you've you've done something crazy. When the opposing fans stand up and start taking pictures and are applauding you, same thing happened when when, when Ronaldinho did Real Madrid. Like that is just look, that's just bloody incredible. That's just a bloody amazing goal. Yeah, so, I think the incredible thing about Messi is when we say Messi was so good, the opposition applauded him. There is more than one game where that happened. Yeah. He's probably the best ever. I can't say that work because I work with Brazilians. <laughs> AJ Cool 16. Why do people try to discredit Pele these days? He played when South American football was amongst the best and people rated him based on the eye test, not because of his inflated goal tally. No, for me, I think that my thing is, because again, none of us grew up when Pele played, but every person you ask who was around when Pele was around, Every literally everyone says now nah, this guy was the greatest player um, of all time. Everyone says that. And my thing is this is that Pele was playing back in the time where you had to commit homicide to get a yellow card. <laughs> so look, the reason why he wasn't in the 1962 World Cup because they basically fouled him out of the the, the World Cup. So they kicked him out of it, yeah. Yeah. So, to, so so to score those amounts of goals and to be that proficient when defending was far tougher, far more physical. Like, I'm not sure how many players in today's age would have lasted back in the 50s and the, and the 60s where it was far harder. Hence why I always say, look, man, Maradona, for a guy that small, obviously Maradona is extremely strong and tough, but for a guy, for a guy that small who was able to be that good in when the Syria was at its best defensively and was very physical, it's like you always have to use it because people say, oh, back then it was a lot slower, defenders were not, were not that good, but... Pele was doing things that we've never seen before. I think he may have been one of the first guys to do like an overhead kick. So Pele, Pele was a, was an incredible athlete and famously could head the ball harder than most people could kick it. And you bear in mind he was heading those massive, hefty leather balls that are like medicine balls. Pele, by all accounts, was incredible. He was the Mbappe of his time in terms of a teenage film that came out of nowhere and just wrecked defenders. The reason we laugh at Pele is because Pele in the uh, general consciousness has been a advert for far longer than he's been a football player. Pele, Pele sells stuff, right? He's been in more adverts than you can shake a leg at. I very famously remember his uh, erection problem, Viagra advert that he did. Uh, oh. He frequently spends... <laughs> You've never seen this? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I remember. Yeah. You've got, you got to put this one in. You've got to put that audio in. Oh, it's uh, He like lightly brushes some turf and just goes, election problems. Pele does adverts. Pele likes money. To the point that if you remember the episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets a gun and it starts with them watching a game of soccer between Mexico and Portugal, right at the start of the game, Pele comes out and he goes, but I'm king of the pitch. If you want to be king of the of the kitchen, use Crestfield. Um, he basically advertises cling film. And then someone hands him a large sack of money. Hey, look, it's Pele! Pele is king of the soccer field. To be king of your kitchen, use Crestfield wax paper. That episode came out in the early 90s. Pele's been a joke of he will do anything for money 
since the early 90s. So this is why we laugh at Pele. We laugh at Pele because he counts goals he scored in training games and in friendlies <laughs> and in, in, in charity games in his goal tally. So he talks that he scores um, like over 1,000 something goals or something like that. He's also, he's getting on a bit. So I'll, you know, with the caveat of he is not a young man, he's also quite unkind to his fans. If you go to a meet and greet with that gentleman, he will not sign shirts. He will not sh- sign football footballs he's often late and we'll just be like hello thank you goodbye uh he's he's not he's not the uh the warm loving character that many people expect you know what i always think about like when i think about pele like can can you remind me of the dates i know them but i want you to say them his first world cup was when 58 his last world cup was when 70 so that's a 12 year period between 1958 and 1970 do you know how cold Pele would have had to been, or was, from between 1958 and 1970. Remember, Dr. King was shot in 68. For people to be like, this guy is the greatest thing we've ever seen, to look like how he looked. That always stood out to me as something crazy. Like, this guy looks, he's black. He's African. I know he's Brazilian. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. I, 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 I always think that. I always think that. And, and, and for him to be the consensus best player in the world, I, that always stands out to me like, yo, racism couldn't beat this guy. Yeah. Like, for no, for, for, so, do you know how weird that is? That is the thing that always gets me. Because for me, I always said that, like, like, bloody late 50s, 60s, as you said, this was the heat of the civil rights movement. They would have tried anyway to have not to have made Pele not the face of football and everything. So, but he was so undeniable. You know, it's he was so good that they were like, even you got with our racism, it's, it's impossible for us to deny that this guy is just insane. <laughs> so... Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's the one thing that always sticks out to me about Pele. Like, yo, like, this is like the 1960s. Yeah. Like, the 1960s, and people are like, nah, this guy's still cold. Can't do anything with him. So, yeah. Do we got anything else on Pele, guys? But, that's but, it. you know, Carl, I am surprised to hear that he's a bit cold, yeah, but also, but also I, like, I, he's I old. So, so maybe he just doesn't want to be out doing things, but he'll do it for money. Or if, like, if you've, if your signature's worth money and people want you to sign it for free. Maybe you're a bit shitty in that way. Like, eh, I don't want to give you it free because then you'll just go sell it or whatever. I don't know. Do you guys know about his kid, by the way? Like his nope. son's yeah. in prison or something like, like that? Yeah. He's, he's had a very interesting life, to say the least. So, yeah, this has been Talking Tactics. We do this every Tuesday. Remember, if you want your question in the show, um, the tweet goes out every Monday morning or Monday, depending on where you live. Get in contact with us, and we'll try to we'll try to get you on the show. Um, your question, comment, or topic. Um, I'm at Daniel to look. Carl, where can the people find you? Anchorman six one six. Double H at half a pot. Sometimes funny. Sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed, we're, we're gonna see you guys next week. Peace. Stay black. Sports Social Podcast Network.